0: Fellow travelers, thank you once again for joining me on the Unbroken Ground. My name is Paul, and this is episode 34, and it's something that I've been thinking about um, since I preached in Psalm 139 last week. Uh, I've been thinking about some of the uh, parts of that that uh, I want to uh, to kind of mull over and talk about. Um, so um, the, the title of this week is going to be... Uh, something to do with hate. Um, Because uh, the verses I talked about, verses 23 and 24, actually follow uh, a statement that David makes in Psalm um, 139 that he's like, do I not hate the same uh, lawless godless people that you hate. is, And so I want to really dive, dive into that, especially when you think about the fact that Jesus says, um, you've, you've heard it say, hate your enemies, and I tell you to love your enemies. And so what does that all mean? And uh, to wrestle a little bit with that. So that's what we're going to do today. Um, episode 34. Um, do you, I don't know, I'll come up with a title. Do you really have to hate me? Um, maybe. Uh, so yeah, there you go. And uh, let's jump in. So one of the things I think about um, Psalm 139 that David is really speaking into is this idea of wanting to become fully um, aligned with who God is. And so uh, if you read the whole psalm, which again, I think you should, I think you please read that. Um, but the, the whole idea is that God has has made us, Um, God has created us and, um, and because he's created us, then, then he, he more than anybody else knows our hearts. He knows who we are. He knows our thoughts. Um, and, and so David is, is, uh, spending time just meditating on this and just basically, um, praying to God. And, and there's this whole, so directly, Prior to what I talked about last week, which was verses twenty three and twenty four, where David's like, "Search me and know me, and 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 uh, if there's anything in me that needs to change, that send get it out of me, and lead me in the way everlasting." Prior to that, he he has this 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 question in there that's like, "Don't I hate the wicked? Don't if you would just destroy the wicked? Don't I hate those who misuse your name? Don't I hate those who?" Um, uh, uh, that, that are, that live a life that's, that's not aligned with you. And, and so I think it's just this, this startling thing. And I think it's one of those things we have to wrestle with. I think, as I talked a couple of weeks ago about, um, just authenticity and being real and, um, working through and, and wrestling around with, with what it is that that's going on here, what, what God is, uh, what God was, saying through david and to david and what david was saying back to god what god has has continued i mean this is a as a worship um, book of worship uh, for the church for the uh, for the uh, israelites and jews and now for the church i mean that's these psalms were were worship songs and it was very much like what is it that god is, is so so it's just this question of what is it that god is 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 trying to teach us and, and help us meditate on and i think it's important to remember that um, in the context here, uh, for David especially, God's name and God's people are very much wrapped up into um, the nation, uh, the the king, the country, the the kingdom that the physical place, the actual phys- physical um, kingdom of of God was a, was on earth, um, in the sense that He chose these people, uh, the Israelites. Um, the 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 children of Abraham, and he said, "I'm, I'm going to you. You are going to be my people, and I, I'm going to worship, and and you're going to worship me, and I'm going to live amongst you, and and all the other nations will be blessed by you." Um, but but there was very much um, an adversary and an adversarial relationship with a lot of other uh, civilizations and and uh, people at this time, and so there is very much like a, an identity that um, there are those that are, that are arraying themselves very much as enemies of God. They're Very much, they're coming across, they're saying, we, are, we want to eradicate God. We, we want to eradicate his name. We want to eradicate his people. We want to drive, drive out, enslave, kill all the Israelite people. So, so this is something that, that David is, is living in the midst of because he is in the promised land. He is in, he is in constant war, um, with like the Philistines and, uh, the Amalekites and, and, uh, other, uh, uh, civilizations that have, has settled and, and, and there's, there's kind of this, also on uh, this, there's undercurrent of this cosmic, um, my God is better than your God kind of thing going on. And so there are, there are definitely these, these, um, there's definitely this question that's being asked about the heart, um, and, and I, think, I think it translates well still today, uh, but I think you, we have to dig a little bit. And I, I'll just tell you kind of my, as I've been meditating this past week, just uh, thinking through what does this mean? I just since I read it, um, I've just been thinking every day a little bit about what does it mean? What, what, is, what is David saying here? Like, why, why, why does it seem such a contrast um, through the, um, to what the words that, that Paul and Jesus would say uh, in the New Testament? Like, what's going on? So, um, and, and I'm not done um, wrestling with that, I uh, should probably point that out, that this is not the end all of the discussion, and that there are probably other things that can be brought out. But this is kind of where um, I feel like I have landed a little bit, as far as what I think that, that um, we can glean from these verses, but also just kind of a, a general um, understanding of, of, of what it means to have a heart after God's. And I think a big question, um, you know, as I was thinking about this whole week, um, I was thinking about the idea of what does it mean to be fully committed to God's way? Uh, and and I think there is a question of um, this loyalty of the heart. Um, and it's probably no coincidence, but I went to church this morning and our pastor preached on loyalty out of the book of Ruth. And I think that that... God just brings a lot of these things together. And so, um, but, I, but it's this loyalty of the heart. And so David is saying um, in this psalm, he says, God, there are, there are people who live a different way. Um, and he calls them wicked. There's people who live in the, and if you read the psalm, you read the Proverbs, there are people who live in a way that is, is wicked, and that is a way that is, is, is against or turned against God. Um there are people who I are um uh, actively misusing him his name. There are people and he says, I I do I not um find myself totally uh distanced from them. I hate them. Um and, and and I think it's it's probably um, important to remember that this is a very uh, when, when he's speaking about this he's not speaking about necessarily a specific people but a very like but instead a culture instead of civilization a, a, a people uh, an enemy I mean real literal people that that want to kill David um, and and he's speaking about a way of life uh, and and not just um, uh, he's, he's not necessarily pointing out like. There are uh, like I hate, um, you know Joe. Uh, I hate no he's 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 talking about a, a, a competition or or a um, a way of life that competes for our hearts. Um, that competes for our hearts because um, the idea that happens. What happens here is that um, David is is saying. I follow you. I want to be a man after your own heart. And I'm not even going to look at the other ways to live. Uh, I'm not even going to consider them because I only want to be a man after your own heart. So I, I am, in my mind, I am not even going to give that a foothold, a consideration that there may be some other way to live other than to, to, to be fully aligned with who God is. But we know that that is a constant pressure and temptation, even today, even even for Jesus. Like that, that was one of the the temptations um, that that Jesus faced to to live. It says, you know, um, the, uh, Satan comes to him and says, "Hey, if you just um, if you would just bow down, I will just give you all the nations." You don't. You don't have to go through it with this with a struggle that you have, um, and there's this. I there's this, just this idea. I think that you don't have to um, live a holy life uh, because p- holy or not, people are uh, some some of the least holy people. The least uh, aware of God um, seem to be materially blessed. And, and so there's there's this consideration. there's this, I think maybe even just this um, this little doubt, this little um, this worm that works our way into our lives and we start to think about, do I really have to live a holy? Do I really have to live a fully a life fully committed to who God wants me to be? Do I really have to live a life that has a heart after God? Uh, look at these people who live; in, they're very wicked, and they they don't even seem to acknowledge God. And yet, look at the, the earthly blessings they have. They're rich, and they're they don't seem to have a, like they don't struggle with health. They don't have they don't have problems. Um, you know, I mean. W- maybe there is a way to, to, to maybe, I mean, can, can I live a little bit like them and, and love God? Like, do I have to fully be aligned with God? Can I just, is there a part of me that I can say, okay, God, I'm not going to fully align. Um, I'm, I'm, it, it's obviously that, that in order to get your blessing, um, uh, that, that I don't have to be fully aligned. So, so I begin to consider and think. Okay. All right. All right. What part, what, what percentage, uh, like isn't that a question we would ask, isn't that a question we ask? What, what percentage of my heart, God, do you want? What percentage do I have to get over so that, that I can receive the best of both worlds that, that I could be both fully committed to you, but, but also, um, take advantage of some of the lifestyle, some of the, the things that the world does, uh, so that I can, can enjoy that too. Um, so what percentage do you need? And, and David comes very strongly into this and he says, I don't even consider the way that others li- live, they the way they do life, the things that they do. I cannot consider them. I hate any life that doesn't fully honor you. And, and Jesus follows this up. I mean, I mean he talks about this too. And he says, you can't, um, have, you can't love both God and money because you'll have two masters and you'll, you'll hate one and love the other. And, and he's like, the love of money is the, is the root of the evil. And so, um, he, he also says you, you, you will hate, uh, and, but again, it's not, it's not specific people or even people groups that Jesus is talking about, but it's, it is the, it is the insidious, insidious idea that maybe we don't have to live like Jesus. Um, like maybe there is uh, a combination of, of life that, that incorporates both the good news of who Jesus is and how we should live life. And, and just the, the, uh, the attractiveness and the pleasure, um, that, because again, if, if sin wasn't pleasurable, if there wasn't, if there didn't seem to be something luring or attractive about it, we would never do that, but that we could combine both types of life and, and still be okay. And, and I mean, I think we have to be at least again, struggle a little bit with that. We have to be a little bit honest to say that. I mean, there's all part, all of us have some part of our life that generally we haven't fully given over to God yet, um, or that we're working on, or that we're still working on, or that we'll continue to work on. But but there is this, I think David is, is saying, God, you, you can look inside and see all of me. And and I want to make sure, God, that I am, not only can you, can you see all of me, but that I am fully, 100% aligned with your heart. And that there is no temptation, that there is no hesitation about how to live. And that, and, and that life is to live a life of chasing after God's heart. That, that there's no other way to live. And, and there's a little bit of that is just loyalty, it's just this idea that 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 we we would say God I will trust in you despite the circumstances despite when you ask me to do things that are difficult despite when life doesn't seem to be working like i think it should i mean david was was anointed king as a as a, a young man and it took him roughly 25 30 years before he became king and and in fact he spent much of his twenties, his his maybe his late teens, early early twenties, mid twenties, he spent that in a, in the wilderness because he was he was being chased and, and Saul wanted to kill him uh, because Saul was so jealous of who David was and uh, and and he knew that God had chosen somebody else to to um, follow him as king and so David David was anointed as king and at that point he was king. I mean, that's what because God said you're going to be king. David was going to be king, but David had to wait a very, very long time to become that king. And and so, what what David is saying is, I think, very um, interesting here because I think what what he's what he's getting at is is he's saying, God, even if I don't have all the blessings, uh, that, uh, the material things that, that these people have, even if I don't seem to be winning at this point, God, I wouldn't, I don't even want to consider a different path. I don't even want to consider, uh, not being fully aligned with you. And, and for David, I mean, you can see that in his life. Uh, so David is, you know, in the cave and he has the jump on Saul and he could kill him. And, 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 and he knows, he goes, no, I can't, I can't do that because God anointed this man as king. I, I can't, I can't strike him down. I, and, and again, the easier or the, the human thing or the normal thing or, or the popular thing or, or any of those things would be that it was like, David, dude, you, your enemy, the guy who's trying to kill you, you have a jump on him. All you got to do is, is kill him and, and your problems are gone. Like You could take care. You don't have to live in the wilderness anymore. You don't have to live in the caves. You don't have to, you don't have to worry about your life again and again. Saul would find you and kill you. And David was like, I, I can't do that because God, that is God's anointed, and I will not do that. Because, again, David was saying, I want to be fully loyal and, and aligned with what God would want me to do and say. And I'm not tempted by the, the instant path to power, that, that you could take, that he could kill Saul. And, and it would be just, I mean, and, and obviously just as a side note, that would be just a terrible precedent to set that you would, you can just kill the king um, at any point whenever you wanted to. And David knew that's not what he wanted to do anyway, but he said, you know, I will not be tempted by any other way to live life except to be fully aligned with the heart of God. And and so I I am not even gonna, I'm not even gonna consider how the wicked live i hate i hate that and i think and and it's like and god does too because the way that the wicked live leads to destruction it it it's it's a it's a short-sighted way that that, that they live that ultimately leads to destruction. And so God weeps for them. God's very sad for them because he doesn't want people to be destroyed. He doesn't want them to live in such a way that would lead to destruction. And so so he hates the, the path that leads to destruction. If you read the Proverbs, if you read Psalms, you'll see, you'll see that time and time again. Don't walk in the path of the wicked. And so David is like, I, I, I want to be of the same heart. I don't even want to consider that path, even though it could be beneficial to me. Like I, I, could be done with this this whole living in the wilderness thing that I've got going on because I, I because I'm waiting for God to move and and take Saul out, uh, move Saul out of the way so that I can be king. I've been anointed, and so so I mean we might even as as humans we might even be like man, yeah, we'll just do it, just take it and take charge, take life into your own hands. You know, just, just do what you feel like you whatever, whatever you want to do. And David was like, no, I want to be a man after God's heart in every single part, in every single way. And I, and I think, so I think the way that that to me really speaks to how we do life um, is, is that we have to remember that, that we are called to be the same type of people that we are called to be, God's people, that we are called to live out God's heart, and that we—that's—that is the life that we are called to live. That we are to wait on Him, and that we are to 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 hear the Spirit, and that the Spirit will direct us in that way. And any time that we become uh, enamored, that we become um, tempted, that that we that we break down to say. Yeah, I want to follow God, but also I like money. And, 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 and as long as I have money, then I'm going to be okay. Or, I, oh yeah, I want to follow God, but, but I, have, I have my hobbies that I'm going to, to do. I've got, I've got my schedule. I've got the things that I'm going to put first. I've got the things that I'm going to do. And so I'm going to do both. And we're saying, God, you can have most of my heart. You can have what happens to me after I die. I'm really excited about that part. I'm very excited about what happens after I die. But I'm v- a little bit more hesitant to say that I want to put my whole life underneath your guidance and leading. That I want to say, God, show me how to align my heart so that, that every step I take every day is along the path that you want me to take. That, that we would say, God, I'm going to wait on you because I need you to direct me. God, I want you to search me, to seek me, to show me and lead me. And we go, ah, you know what, God, um, I, I when I'm in trouble, I definitely need you. But when things are going good, and I've got some plans of how I think things should go good, um, I think I'm gonna stick with those. I think I'm gonna stick with those. And I and I think that like if you look at the life of Jesus, I think you see that his disciples kind of move through those stages. The the people want to make him king, and the disciples are like, Yeah, let's set up a kingdom. Um, you know peter and Peter sees the the transfiguration on and he says this is great let's just set up three altars right here and we'll just worship we'll just um you know we we will um we' let's lead the revolution let's take it let's kick Rome out and and all those things and Jesus is like no i mean Peter at one time he says he says to Peter he's like, peter get behind me Satan because', because Peter was trying to stop Jesus from going to his eventual death to his crucifixion to be Peter's like dude you don't yeah you don't need to do that and and Jesus looked straight at Peter and said get behind me satan um we when when culture crashes in and we begin to wonder what it means to follow Jesus in our context and we have to follow Jesus in our context because that's the only thing that we have. We can't, we can't just be like remove ourselves from the context that we live in um, because we're supposed to be salt and light in the world and we're supposed to be in the world. So we can't, we can't remove ourselves. And so what does it mean? What does it mean to, to serve Jesus in, in the context of, of our lives? Like what, is, like, like what does that mean? What does it mean to fully align, to fully wait on God? And and I think that's that's what Paul is 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 I'm sorry, that's what David is crying out here when he talks about it. he's like, I I just can't I cannot stand the path of of the wicked. It leads to destruction and I won't allow it to have a single foothold in my heart. I, I think that um one of the things that that the pandemic revealed over and over again, um maybe continues to reveal was just how much we worship, um, money and, and power that, that money brings and, and the control that, that money brings. It, it just so revealed that, um, because, um, we all found ourselves in the same boat, whether you had money or not, the world shut down and, and, uh, the coronavirus, covid it had it had no problems infecting both those who had money and those who didn't. And, and for, you know, sadly, um, unfortunately, um, regardless of whether you had money or not, um, it 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 was no great respecter of of whether you had wealth or not. There were those who were young and those who were old and they died from that. They, they passed away and, and some and it just seemed almost so random that you couldn't even pinpoint why. And and it was just a reminder to me, and I think to the world, um, that God is the is the ultimate one in control. Like no no matter how wealthy a country is, no matter how much wealth you can amass, that God's still in control, and God's the one that's going to guide and direct. And, and and as He leads, as He does that, that's that's going to change. That's that's what's going to um, make the difference about how what's going to happen in life. And and so we really have kind of this, this, these two choices. Um, We have these two choices and the choices are basically, are we going to submit to God? Are we going to follow him? Are we going to find his heart? Are we going to uh, be loyal to him? Or are we just going to live, live either without him or with him is kind of a supplement to, to our lives. And and I think that's, that's kind of what, um, David is, is basically speaking against. He's like saying, look, you, you gotta be, you, you gotta be all in. You, you can't just be partially committed. And, and I think that, um, sometimes we do a, a, a disservice, um, I think we do a disservice because we don't invite people into the path of following God. We invite people into salvation because we are like, we, Hey, you, you, guess what? Nobody can determine what happens when you die. You cannot determine what happens to you. But here, what if, if, if I could introduce you to a God who can and we go. That sounds good, because I don't want to suffer uh, after I die. So, okay, what does that mean? And we say, well, you you accept him as Lord and Savior. Great. Okay, I say the prayer. Done. All right. Salvation stamped. You're good to go. Good luck. And and that's a lot of the ways sometimes that we a um, lot of ways sometimes that's that's implicitly sometimes the way that we teach that for people. Um, that that's simply that decision is about the day that you die. And, and the truth is, if you listen to David and if you read Paul and you read and listen to the words that Jesus say, is that we are invited into a journey with Jesus and that we are our goal, our goal is to align ourselves with, with God in, in wherever we might be. and whatever we might do, what, whatever is going on, our goal, our call is to align ourselves, align our hearts with the heart of God. And and when we do that, then then it doesn't. The circumstances that that surround us begin to fade away because they don't matter. Um, that's that's why Paul says in Philippians. He says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And, and, and uh, my wife and I are having a conversation about this other day. People use that verse to be like, oh, I'm so physically strong or I'm so mentally strong. And, and some of that is, but it's more of a spiritual strength that says this. It says, if I'm aligned with who God wants me to be, if I'm following God, if my heart is fully connected and aligned with God, then, then I'm content to be wherever I am because I know I'm where God wants me because I know that God has directed me here and so my my calling my my joy is found in being in that place so our strength our desire who we are to be is found in just 100% submitting ourselves our lives to who Jesus wants us to be and and yes with it, it brings salvation, but that salvation begins now and continues on into eternity. And that salvation is also the best life. And, and because that's what, that's what David understood. David understood that he could take things into his own hands, that he could kill Saul, that he could, he could take over the kingdom. In fact, nobody, nobody would have blinked an eye at that. Because Saul was trying to kill him. Saul had made an enemy of him. Uh, Samuel had anointed David as king. David was the next king. And Saul was trying to kill him. And and David had, by all rights in the humanly world, the right to to take his place, to kill him and take his place. And David says, no, I'm not going to do that. Because I am only going to be fully aligned with who God is. My heart is only going to f- be fully aligned with, and I'm not even con- going to consider what the wicked might do, or what the godless might do, or what those who don't have a heart after God might do, because I, it's, I'm 100% all in. That's why he's able to say, God, you made me, you know me, you know my thoughts, you know, my, you know when I lie down, you know when I get up, there's no place I can go where, where I can hide from you, you know me. You, you you knit me together and that's why he would say God, search me know me show me lead me because he was 100 100% committed to being loyal to God's heart it's it's why Jesus could be in the garden and say god if there if this suffering could pass let it let it pass but if but not my will Yours, even Jesus, Jesus was like, I, I don't want to go through this suffering, but not my will, yours. So that's the challenge this week To, to study your heart, to search your heart and to think, where is it that God is showing me where I'm not 100% all in, committed, where I'm not fully chasing after who God wants me to be, where I am disloyal to God because I I can see the the easy, quick reward, because I I can see the thing I want, I can see the thing I think I need, I can see maybe um, a, a, a better way So that's the challenge. God, show me, search me, root out where I'm disloyal and help me know how to be 100% aligned with you, that I would find that perfect peace knowing that in all things I can do all things because of your strength, because your spirit, because I have aligned myself with your heart. And, and, and the perfect place to be is to be perfectly aligned with who Jesus is, with who God is, to be aligned with his heart, to, to be aligned with the things that he desires, the things he wants, the things that he loves, the things that he knows is best for you. There's no better place to be. 100%. God, search me and know me. God, show me where I'm disloyal. Show me where I don't trust. Show me where I don't believe. Show me where I'm holding things back because I, I have... I have a a suspicion that maybe your way is not the best way for me, or not the easiest way, or that, I could, I could, I could do your way and another way, and and it would be fine. There's grace in that. God's not God's gonna forgive you. He's not gonna strike you down if you don't, you know, if you begin to see that. But, but regardless of all that, we're not. We're called. Our goal, our goal, our goal. Our heart is to be fully aligned with who God is. And we, we can only obtain that through the salvation that Jesus Christ brings. The Holy Spirit comes to live in us and begins to mold and shape our heart. And, and our job is to hear the Holy Spirit and to listen and be corrected and every day look more and more like who Jesus is. Because that's who God wants us to be like. That's who, that's what, and, and as we grow in that, God will continue to change, push, and challenge us. And that's okay. That's what, that's what it takes to grow. So that's the challenge this week. Seek, ask yourself. Seek in your heart. God, show me any ways that I am not fully aligned with you. God, show me any ways that I am not um, fully, 100%, um, a heart after yours. And again, it, this, this is not about um, hating a people group or a, a culture. Or this, this is not what David is talking about. It's not what Jesus would say. It's about looking in our hearts and realizing that we can only we should only be loyal to God's way. We should only have love for God's way. We should only desire to do God's way and all other ways, as tempting as they may be, as at the easy way, the, the easy path, we can't we can't let them find a place in our hearts because we can't serve two masters. We we will either serve one, we will serve one and hate the other, as Jesus says about money. So that's the point. It's it's not about finding people to hate or hating the people that God hates, but rather finding how to be fully connected and fully aligned with God's heart. I pray that you find that this week. I pray that you seek that this week and that God would reveal to you great things. God bless.